0: It's Monday, it's January 21st, and the word of the day is Ligerastia, which means the condition of one who is only amorous when the lights are out, used in a sentence, in a crazy coincidence, every single girlfriend I've ever had in my life ended up (laughs) having Ligerastia. Yeah, no, it was especially depressing
1: during your furry phase. I don't understand why (laughs) that was. I am no illusions.
0: I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed from America's Far Center, we are the skeptocrats. On this week's episode, Eli will be deemed non-essential during the ongoing shutdown. Donald Trump gets stuck with a truck full of watermelons after he's forced to change his (laughs) catering plans last
1: minute. And all of you promise not to tell Eli that this job isn't federal. (laughs) But first,
0: the rest of the intro music. Joining me for headlines tonight is fellow skeptic rat No Illusions, Noah, uh, Eli's gone, obviously. Should we say something nice about him? Or uh, what do you think? Um, you got something? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, uh,
1: he's... He, oh, wait. No,
0: he's not. Oh, I thought um, you had it. Okay, no.
1: It, it, it's, it's been weeks yeah. that we know about... Right. You know, that's going to sound That's gonna sound bad. I feel like, yep, that was a good stop.
0: Um, good stop. You, you first? Okay. Eli thought of some nice... Adjectives for me, the other, nope, he didn't at all. Cool.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't say. He's not even the wild card. He's like a seven of hearts.
0: I wouldn't say he's a wild card. That, that he's would like be a an draw two statement. Um, Martin Luther King's a really good guy in American history. Let's compliment him. It's Martin Luther King Day. There we go. <laughs> And you know who's the opposite? You know who fucking sucks? Those uh, those kids from really close to where I live oh, who goodness, harassed a Native geez. American man. I knew, I park. knew as
1: soon as I saw the video. I'm like, oh wow, I bet these are like Heath's
0: neighbors, like They're,
1: his Heath's neighbors' kids from when he was a kid. Yeah,
0: they are terrible. Well, not my, not from when I was a kid. They're terrifyingly close to me right now. They're just oh. outside of Cincinnati. Uh, oh, that's actually in that's Kentucky, worse. but like right over the the river in Covington, if I remember correctly. Yeah. That's where I go for a liquor store and that's it. And maybe to beat up some high school kids. Fun times. (laughs) Don't actually beat up any high school kids. Andrew
1: doesn't endorse that. Like a funny joke that you made about beating up high school kids. You couldn't possibly believe
0: that I would actually, I might. I wouldn't actually beat up high school kids. (laughs) In our lead story tonight, we have a new record for the longest government shutdown in U.S. history. Although there is some dispute about the September 2013 shutdown when Obama was president, uh, it might have looked smaller than it actually was because all the white plastic. So that's hard to say. (laughs) Right. Uh, But regardless, we currently have a dysfunctional government and uh, sorry, an even more dysfunctional government against all odds and about 800,000 people going without pay.
1: Yeah, and okay, and it, by the way, if you would like to see some spectacular not getting it in the wild, your Republican uncle would be happy to exonerate his political party of choice by parsing the differences between present-day essential federal workers and slavery, right? They're not exactly the same, and he'll explain how different they are. Yeah, let's you. get
0: into the nuance of this. Okay, yes, let's get into the nuance <laughs> of that. That sounds great. Keep talking. You're doing great. God damn it. Yeah, so it seems like... Nobody should have to explain this, but here we are. So, Donald, Mitch, go ahead and take out a crayon, some construction paper, write this down. (laughs) Doesn't matter which color, just hurry up. Nope, actually, nope, not black on black. Color does matter, I guess. (laughs) That's on me. Uh, White paper, black crayon, there you go. Perfect. So here's how this works. Most of those 800,000 people were doing stuff that we decided as a society, was useful for society. And now that Mm -hmm. stuff isn't happening. There are consequences to your actions. I know it's hard to understand as rich, old white men, but that's real. There are consequences consequences for other
1: people. Okay, so here's an analogy you guys might understand. Uh, Imagine a world where you were actually successful at keeping out all the undocumented workers. It's like that, (laughs) but
0: for poor people. (laughs) Yeah, they might actually understand that. Okay, just a few quick examples. Um, You know how the FDA checks if our food is made of poison? That's one of the things they do. That's pretty much canceled right now. So uh, the consequence on that one would be poisoning. Um, (laughs) You know how you wanted the National Parks people to rake more leaves so we don't have wildfires? (laughs) Um, Well, that was fucking stupid. But... Their tiny staff can't keep the park safe right now in real ways. And at least seven people have died inside national parks during this shutdown. So uh, the consequence on that one was death. It was death. Death, Yeah. Seven Um, times. Then you got the National Science Foundation. They're pretty much closed. And they do things like medical research for cancer drugs. Uh, Again, uh, death would be the consequence of that Mm -hmm. one. Uh, But if poison, death, and more death, that was a little vague for you, here's a few you might actually understand a little better. Um, The E-Verify program. (laughs) That one allows employers to check if potential hires are allowed to legally work in the U.S. That's been down since December 22nd. Brown people from shithole countries are getting hired left and right, guys. D up. Uh, Same goes for airport security. Those are the guys who block Muslims. The consequence, Muslims, I know this bothers you. I know that bothers you. And uh, one last thing, the entire Coast Guard didn't get their last paycheck. Oh, for fuck's sake. That's ridiculous. That's the first time ever in U.S. history that active duty members of the military did not get paid. Also... They're not guarding the coast now. That's yeah. their thing. I- isn't this the entire tantrum that you're having? It's about protecting our borders. What the fuck do you think the coast is? It's it's like he's trying to
1: make the border crisis line true retroactively. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yep. And uh, we learned about another consequence of the shutdown last week when House Speaker Nancy Pelosi wrote a letter to the president explaining how the State of the Union address that's been scheduled for the end of January would be affected by all this. And that's because the Secret Service is in charge of running security for those events, but they're currently missing a whole bunch of staff. Pelosi explained that in detail and then closed her amazing letter by suggesting that the address be postponed or, and this is my favorite part, Trump could consider writing down his very important ideas on, you know, white paper and black crayon and delivering the address to Congress on paper.
1: And she ended the letter, apparently, with, what, I thought you liked it when women pissed on you, but, you know, (laughs) I I love that. That is my favorite fucking thing in the world because, yeah, it was about the security, but it was also because fuck you, right? And she can't just go out and say fuck you. So she said it in the only language he would understand. (laughs) No camera for you.
0: Oh, Oh. just dropping a handkerchief that says fuck you. Even better, though, with the letter. (laughs) This is beautiful. So uh, as you might have guessed... Trump did not enjoy Nancy Pelosi's letter, especially oh, no. the subtext in that last part, clearly describing the giant, happy ass wiping party that the House <laughs> Democrats were going to have with Trump's <laughs> handwritten speech, if he delivered a handwritten speech. So Trump responded by telling Pelosi, You're grounded. Like, literally grounded. Yep. He's now refusing to let the Air Force take Nancy Pelosi on her scheduled trip to Belgium, Egypt and Afghanistan, during which she was going to be meeting with NATO allies, visiting U.S. troops and getting intelligence briefings about super important national security stuff. And he had Sarah Huckabee Sanders tweet an image of his letter, despite nancy pelosi's entire trip being unannounced until that point for obvious security reasons right and then at the very end of his letter trump realized that he (laughs) doesn't literally control all the world's airplanes (laughs) so he was forced to add a sentence about how he's fully aware that he doesn't control all the world's airplanes
1: yeah upgraded from tyler told me i don't control (laughs) all the world's airplanes yeah
0: yep And on that note, we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor and our perfectly equal journalistic colleague. We are together. (laughs) We're on the same level with The New Yorker. You know, if you average out their Pulitzers and our Pulitzers, it's a high number still. That is a very nice high number. Absolutely. We are equal. The New Yorker, go. (laughs) You know, we here at The Skeptocrat, we know that it can be punishing to keep up with the news cycle these days. It's why the show's biweekly. weekly But when you read about the downfall of the nation and the endless catalog of things your grandchildren are going to blame you for, you can at least read it from the best writers in the world. Exactly.
1: Because the pillars of democracy might be crumbling around us like Samson took up pole dancing, but that's no excuse for lackluster writing. And that's why I'm such a big fan of The New Yorker. They cover the full gamut of subjects, politics, international affairs, climate change, popular culture, fiction, food, humor, and cartoons. And they also write beautifully on subjects you may never have really thought about before. And before long... You just read tens of thousands of words on the world's diminishing supply of sand and you spend the next week and a half thinking, man, <laughs> I hope somebody asked me about sand because I am
0: bursting with sand knowledge now. That's right. So when you read your nation's obituary, read it from writers like Ronan Farrow, whose exposés on Harvey Weinstein and Les Moonves won the New Yorker, a Pulitzer Prize in 2018 and literally helped shape the future of our country.
1: Or Jelani Cobb, who writes brilliantly on race, politics, history, and culture and brings a fully fleshed out perspective that you don't get from other news sources.
0: And he probably also has prestigious awards like your guy. <laughs> or Helen Rosner, a James Beard award-winning food writer who eats food for a living and writes about it. I love you, Helen. Okay, calm calm down, Heath. So Sorry. Right Sorry. now. The New
1: Yorker has an awesome deal for Skeptocrat listeners. You get 12 weeks of home delivery for just $6, plus you get the iconic New Yorker tote bag. You'll get unlimited access to NewYorker.com with 10 to 15 exclusive site-only stories every day, plus
0: access to their app, their online archive, crossword puzzles, and more. Just go to NewYorker.com slash Skeptocrat to get 50% off your 12-week subscription. That's NewYorker.com slash Skeptocrat to get 12 issues delivered to your home for just $6. And remember, the ads are better when Eli's here. I know. (laughs) You did great. Crushed it.
1: New Yorker. Maybe you've heard of it. (laughs) It's in New York. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back next up in headlines in Suborn to be Wild news tonight. Okay, so... Here's the thing about now, what what may prove to be the most significant scoop in the entirety of Trump's presidency was nestled between headings like 22 things that happen when you get a slow cooker and 17 scary <laughs> as fuck signs that make you wonder why they had to be made in the first place. Because, yes, but BuzzFeed is really easy to make fun of. Yep. Those were literally the top two headlines in the site. Like, actually,
0: actually, those were the two.
1: Those those two with this story out. Those were the top two. Um, But they're also doing some of the most important journalism in the country. In addition to cataloging inexplicably
0: ominous signage. (laughs) And cataloging the very complex butterfly effect of buying a slow cooker. (laughs) Apparently. Yeah. right. 22 things happen. Well, I didn't read. I don't know if those are steps or different. Just items. I didn't read it. In my head I was just like fat and fat. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But slowly. All right. So
1: according to a story BuzzFeed released on Thursday, Trump, quote, directed his longtime attorney, Michael Cohen, to lie to Congress about negotiations to build a Trump tower in Moscow, according to two federal law enforcement officials involved in an investigation of the matter, end quote. Uh, The the report goes Hmm. on to further claim that the special counsel could back up this claim with, quote, multiple witnesses from the Trump organization and internal company emails, text messages and a cache of other documents, end quote. Uh, Peter Carr, the spokesman for the special counsel's office, has disputed part of the
0: report, but he's being, like, frustratingly coy about which part. <laughs> Next week, all the details are out. Carr's going to be like, yeah, no, no, Trump's guilty as fuck. I just didn't like the passive voice in the article. Just, you know, <laughs> yeah, right, like, yeah, use the exactly. action verb. Just go right out there, present tense. Don't, <laughs> don't be don't weird. Don't be afraid of the goddamn Oxford Learn comic. to write. So,
1: all right, let's rewind <laughs> to where this is already the most egregious scandal in the history of the U.S. presidency, just less egregious. The undisputed facts at this point are that throughout the Republican primaries, Donald Trump was negotiating with the Russian government to open a hotel that would make Trump a shitload of money, which he was trying to get financed to a sanctioned Russian bank and was dealing hmm. all but directly with the leader of a hostile foreign power along the way and, and lying about it to his constituency the entire time. Yeah. Makes you long for a day when... Fucking a prostitute or yelling yee-haw wrong was enough to disqualify a guy, a guy from the fucking primaries, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Or having a stump speech that wrapped up and turned immediately into a Klan rally just by everybody having a quick change of clothes. Yeah. That, so yeah, that that'd be a nice disqualifier too. Maybe that. Maybe be
1: maybe there was a time another DQ I don't condition. Think. There was, though. Anyway, so (laughs) throughout this surreptitious negotiation, Michael Cohen was serving as the point man for the Trump organization. And again, according to BuzzFeed, provided regular updates on the project's progress to Trump, Ivanka and little Donnie Jr. Uh, Trump senior even supported a plan that would involve meeting Vladimir Putin personally to jumpstart the negotiations, reportedly responding to Cohen's proposal by saying, quote, make it happen, end quote. And despite what their recent ennui would suggest trust me republicans freaked out about closed door meetings with hostile foreign leaders as recently as a couple years ago so when cohen was asked by congress about these negotiations he lied and later pled
0: guilty to a felony for so doing (laughs) it's so fucking ridiculous if hillary clinton was president right now and she had a fucking pierogi Republicans are going nuts. They're reanimating a zombie Joe McCarthy to eat her fucking face. (laughs) Unbelievable. She's like, stop, it's not even Russian. Pierogies are actually Nazi, Nazi. That doesn't doesn't even make sense either. It's Poland. It's it's communist, maybe? You're not even doing it right.
1: So the new
0: reporting here is
1: obviously the contention that Trump directed Cohen to lie, which is... Illegal to the curious point where even Republican senators would have trouble pretending it wasn't, I think. (laughs) Whereas just making it super clear through your public statements that you'd prefer it if somebody lied, that's that legal gray zone they don't want to fuck with. There it is. But according to BuzzFeed's report, not only did Trump direct the lying, but he left a paper trail like he was buying a fucking
0: house. (laughs) Just a trail of printed out emails all crumpled up as (laughs) everywhere he goes. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. A wax seal, tiny little baby handprint on it. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, Carmen Sandiego, but super dumb. Can't even you know,
1: he's got to find his way back to the secret.
0: Pronounce the all. names of any of the places he goes, but there he is.
1: <laughs> and again, the special counsel has disputed the story, but not all that much. Right. OK, so the statement from Carr reads in its entirety, quote, BuzzFeed's description of specific statements to the special counsel's office and characterizations of documents and testimony obtained by this office regarding Michael Cohen's congressional testimony are not accurate. End quote. Hmm. I, I mean, like, that could be a blanket denial, but it could also be, well, we don't have tax.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, you know, you want to be super coy about blanket denials in <laughs> Right, yeah,
1: exactly. Of course, Trump and his supporters are spinning the special counsel statement as a win for them because it allows them to maintain a plausible scenario that when their presidential candidate lied about his financial ties to the Russian government... He did it in a technically non-felonious way. But <laughs> it's also worth adding that BuzzFeed is standing by their reporting and pressuring the special counsel's office for clarity on what exactly they're disputing. Either way,
0: I-, I think I'm getting a slow cooker. Yay! Okay. Cool. Let me know about that huge domino of things that's going to happen. Should be fun. Yeah, I think at the end of it, I catch a coyote. No- <laughs> nice. And in King of the Hillbillies news tonight, Congressman Steve King of Iowa made headlines when he got tricked into talking out loud again last week. That usually does it, yeah. And uh, yep, as many of you, including Noah, already know, that means he made another white supremacy remark. Because if he's not asking the CEO of Google about why iPhones have news alerts about his white supremacy remarks, (laughs) he's literally making a white supremacy remark.
1: Those are his two modes, yes.
0: Those are his things, yep. And apparently this time was somehow different from all the other times, and House Republican leaders finally decided to remove him from his roster spots on the House Judiciary Committee and the House Agriculture Committee. (laughs) <laughs> this is so great steve king got benched by the republican party i'm just so happy about it it's so ridiculously late but i'm happy
1: well right right but it was also fun watching them explain their weird 13 strikes and you're out <laughs> policy too <laughs> exactly
0: yeah so here's a little background on steve king's racism just in case you missed it 13 strikes was a super nice way of saying it yeah, it was yeah. um but yeah just in case you missed it um And by it, I mean his entire career. So we don't have time to list everything, but here's a few recent highlights. In 2005, Steve King sued the Iowa Secretary of State for posting information about voting on a government website in multiple languages other than English, he sued them. For that. <laughs> I didn't know about that one. In two thousand six, amazing, it's so ridiculous. Yeah, in two thousand six, <laughs> he claimed that twenty five Americans were being murdered every day by immigrants, oh, and Jesus. and he called this a slow motion Holocaust. Exact words. Um, oh. so two things on that. Uh, a nope. And B, nope, yep. uh, <laughs> also in 2006, on the House floor, he suggested a border wall with Mexico that would have electrified wire on top. Yeah, he had a worse wall. Yeah. He had a worse wall. He even made a model of his worse oh, yes. wall just in case the U.S. Congress found his idea too complicated to grasp a wall. And during his little demo, he explained that we use electrified wire with livestock all the time, so it's perfect.
1: Yeah, yeah. And to demonstrate the reaction of the Mexicans, I brought along a few Mexican jumping beans.
0: (laughs) And uh, moving ahead to 2013, that's when Steve King argued against legal status for immigrants who arrived as kids, saying, quote, For everyone who's a valedictorian... There's another hundred out there that weigh hundred and thirty pounds, and they've got calves the size of cantaloupes because they're hauling seventy five pounds of marijuana across the desert. End quote. So it's um weirdly specific about all those numbers. Yeah, I mean, right. No, and the and
1: the and the size like he's describing hail. Uh, and look, I mean, I get why you would <laughs> include the weight of the weed just to give you an idea of how much is coming, but but why does it matter how much the dude weighs, right? Like, like we'd be a lot less upset if
0: he had a pooch, <laughs> right? And then in 2016, he he really went on a streak in 2016. <laughs> During the Republican National Convention, he very much unironically tried to rank the races with white people at the top. And then a few days later, the Washington Post tricked him into talking out loud. And he once again made a case for ranking the races, white people at the top. Soon after that, he became the first American elected official to meet with Marine Le Pen of France, who recently took over France's far right bigot party from her father, a literal convicted Holocaust denier in case anybody forgot about that.
1: Right. And by the way, if this sounds like guilt by association to you, I ask you, honestly,
0: which one are we guilting? (laughs) It's a good question. All Uh, right, let's see what else. Uh, 2017 was uh, more race ranking, pretty much the whole 2017. Yeah, the whole year. (laughs) And then in 2018, it got even crazier, if that's possible. At one point, he was asked by a reporter, are you a white supremacist? And he responded with, not no. He did not say no. He said, quote, I don't answer those questions. Many of the people who make those allegations can't even define the words they're using, end quote. Ah, no idea. Apparently, there's a secret definition of white or of supremacy that, that I'm not aware of. It's pretty simple stuff.
1: Yeah no look and if anybody was going to know all the definitions of those two
0: words it would be <laughs> my co-host Steve <laughs> right yep I would know and then last week Steve King um who by the way got reelected two months ago just as a reminder yep he said the following during an interview with the New York Times quote white nationalist white supremacist Western civilization how did that language become offensive end quote he's asking well
1: i feel like one of those is not like the others but like yeah but then he asked and the entire goddamn world answered for him right he's like oh i'm sorry i thought this was rhetorical fuck
0: oh unbelievable he's got racist tourettes you just right? you turn on a recorder and you stare at him and he starts shaking and sweating <laughs> then eventually just White power, sorry. Uh, Power, white power, question mark, thoughts about different colors and powers? I'm just asking questions here. Yeah, well, somehow this latest one was the breaking point for the GOP. He compared immigrants to livestock in 2006, and they were like, okay, okay. Well, let's see what he says. For the next twelve years, and then we'll revisit this. <laughs> right, and then maybe we'll take away his committees at that point we're not if he's quite censure bad him. Bad in the we next will... twelve years. Yeah,
1: the fuck. Make him sit in the corner, give him a timeout. And in setting a low bar, news tonight nearly lost amid the daily revelation of Trump's criminal behavior last week. Were the day-to-day proceedings determine who, if anyone, would be holding him accountable for said criminal behavior? Yeah. Uh, the answer, in case you missed it, is nobody. As personified in this instance by former attorney general and former person with dignity, William
0: Barr. <laughs> well, I mean, he's happy to to show us his dignity, but uh, it's currently under audit by the IRS. Yeah, right, at the moment. Right, he's not but actually required, that, required to, to show, show us it. his dignity Ugh. as soon as he so, can. Okay. So,
1: William Barr is Trump's nominee to take Jeff Sessions' old job running the DOJ. Um, and he actually served in the position once before under George H.W. Bush. And he'd spent the last couple of years providing the thinnest veneer of credulity to Trump's wildest claims via increasingly love crafty and legal articles about how uranium one was the real scandal. Presidents can, too, <laughs> fire FBI directors if they don't want to get caught. And Donald Trump nope. is famous enough to grab them by the pussy. Um, uh. th- th- this culminated, I guess, in a, in, in an now infamous 18-page report that he sent unsolicited to Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein, arguing that it's impossible for Trump to obstruct justice when his will and dictate is
0: justice, <laughs> which ended with probably, P.S., I'm going to be your boss now. Yeah, it's impossible for Trump to... Create justice. He can't obstruct. That doesn't even make sense. To <laughs> that justice c- couldn't even been there. That's impossible. No, he's, exactly. He's made of soap. He can't be dirty. That he doesn't even. <laughs> you're just saying nonsense.
1: would sense. So clearly, given the lengths he went to in spelling out his conflicts of interest, last week's confirmation hearings were a bit contentious. Uh, Democrats used the hearings to try to pin bar down on a commitment to the Mueller investigation as well as public airing of the findings of said investigation. Uh, and one out of two ain't bad. Republicans, <laughs> on the other hand, use the hearings to highlight the fact that he looks like he's worn a suit before and got through the entire confirmation hearing without screaming, <laughs> fuck the Jews. And really, should we he expect did. any more than that from the present administration?
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, they they probably thought they were going to get him on that based on, you know, past data. Just like, OK, last question, Mr. Barr. This one's kind of tricky. What's your least favorite religion? Go. <coughs> He's just like, nope, pass. No. Thought you tricked me. <laughs> nope, I pass. I'm a pro. Where would you rank the whites? <laughs> uh-
1: and by and, way, okay, so it's worth noting that Barr made nothing remotely like a concession to be a fair player in terms of the Mueller investigation, okay? He spent a lot of time talking about what close friends he and Mueller are, how much respect he had for Mueller, and how committed he was to ensuring that the investigation proceeds without interference. He did not, however, commit to ever letting anyone know what Mueller found. He also refused to commit to recusing himself from the Russian investigation, even if it was recommended by department ethics officials, saying he would only follow the recommendation... If he agreed with it, (laughs) what? why have a recommendation then? Why would we even have that
0: fucking department? (laughs) Well, it's the ethics department. Obviously, I'm being ethical if they're recommending things to me. That doesn't even make sense either. Yeah, this is the dumbest argument I've ever heard. He's basically saying it's not unethical if you're stupid or a liar. So why would I even listen to that? Are you guys not familiar with religion? That's if Yeah, you're not, they've been doing this shit for If you're years. stupid or a liar, you can't be evil. It's impossible.
1: <sighs> All right, so it's also worth noting that a lot of other pretty despicable shit about Barr kind of got swept under the rug as a result of this focus on the Mueller investigation. Uh, they barely brought up, for example, the article he wrote for Catholic Lawyer in which he lamented the effort to level up gay people to the same rights as real minorities. <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh, there was scarcely any reporting about the way he underplayed racial bias and sentencing when Cory Booker brought it up and the fact that he's a dominionist Christian whose dominion extends in his mind to the wombs of pregnant women was curiously absent from all the reporting on the hearings
0: yeah that's where we're at with the GOP now It's it's the the bigotry party with a treason smoke bomb. So like we don't even know what to pay attention to.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. end result is that a person whose primary qualification for the job is being better than we expected from Trump looks to be sailing towards confirmation where he may or may not follow the advice of career ethics officials at his own discretion and may or may not tell us what evidence exists of our president committing felonies to win the election at his own discretion. And that's ultimately better than most of us expected. (sighs)
0: And in Chuck Alarange news, (laughs) as a congratulations to the national champion Clemson University football team during their visit to the White House last week, Donald Trump served everyone a buffet of fast food. I'm so the glad president I'm doing this story <laughs> of the united, i know it's a little bit old i know this is a little bit old but we but had still, to do this story we do we deserve this, this is we've ridiculous. earned this ridiculous this we have earned this the fucking president of the united states used the official state dining room. And he had the staff get out their collection of silver serving plates and silver, silver flowers. And he lit candles on its set of golden candelabras. He had to notice the candelabras because they set them on fire. They're he right had there. Know they were there. <laughs> There's a picture of him like leaning over as if he might even be lighting them. He's aware of them. And then on their beautiful mahogany table. He put out a spread of food from McDonald's, Burger (laughs) King, Wendy's, and Domino's Pizza. Now, okay, uh, just to be clear, I have no problem with fast food in general. I have no problem with McDonald's, no problem with Burger King, no problem with Wendy's. Especially Wendy's. I love Wendy's. But Domino's (laughs) fucking pizza? Are you serious? (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with you? You're from New York. That's disgusting. You grew up right near Lillian's Pizza in Forest Hills, Queens. Go fuck yourself. You're the worst New Yorker. The 9-11 guys are like, dude, you're really bad for New York City. You're just like super, (laughs) (laughs) super bad for the city. All right.
1: So the day after this, the the Washington Post did this breakdown where they actually calculated the cost on all of the items. And when you account for McDonald's two for five dollar menu, he literally spent less money than we spent on the 13 platinum night guests we had at our live gam in Dallas. <laughs> That's that, like, really true. The, the billionaire president <laughs> spent less money than three guys who podcast for a living. So, yeah, you know, Burger King <laughs> is fine if your kids won't let you eat real food, but for fuck's sake, you had McDonald's
0: ketchup and silver gravy boats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if you wanted pizza, get Comet Ping Pong. You're in D.C. That would have been funny. That would have been funny. Like, if you got Comet Ping Pong pizza, that that would have been been clever. No. Yeah. So the excuse we got from Trump, it mentioned how the White House kitchen staff is gone because of the shutdown. Now, that's his fault. But at least that makes some kind of uh, little excuse in there, I guess. That being said, he does own a fancy hotel like three blocks away with a gourmet kitchen staff, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But but it's not so much about choosing fast food. Again, I have no problem with fast food. It's just it's about all the ways he failed at this. All the ways he failed at giving away food. He failed at (laughs) giving away food like eight different ways. So the night before the event, Trump told reporters that he personally bought 300 hamburgers. And, and then the next day, he tweeted, quote, because of the shutdown, capitalized, I served them massive amounts of fast food, also capitalized. I paid, he added there. Yeah, yes. And then he says, what? over 1,000 hamburgers, etc. <laughs> sick, yes. continuing within one hour, it was all gone, end quote. So just to review. He can't even give away food without lying by a large factor. And also can't do that without bragging about picking up the tab at McDonald's. (laughs) (laughs) Like the biggest jackass in history. And also can't do that without failing to spell his favorite Happy Meal item, the hamburger. It's like.
1: Inception of stupid and also it's 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 also about choosing fast food. Jesus fucking Christ. I'm the least pretentious <laughs> food
0: consumer on earth and this is fucking embarrassing. Okay. This is just tacky. <laughs> yes. And speaking of Happy Meals, I am ninety-nine percent certain that this is all based on Donald being super mad that he still hadn't collected all six Hot Wheels monster trucks that currently come with a happy meal. <laughs> Their names, by the way, are Grave Digger, Megalodon, Monster Mutt Dalmatian, Fire Maximum Destruction, Ice Dragon, and El Toro Loco. And he clearly wanted the fucking Megalodon because it has the sound of his stupid fucking name in it. So he got excited (laughs) when he's like, Megalodon, I want the Megalodon. But clearly the McDonald's people kept putting in El Toro Loco for spite because he obviously obviously, would hate that one. And uh, there's no way... Tall Tyler didn't catch Trump in the next room from the Clemson guys at some point, just being like, "Room, room, smash!" I got, I got the Megalodon. Check it out, yeah, Tyler. No, well, Tyler. Tyler. And then it, Tyler Megalodon. ripped
1: into some Secret Service guy's ass for ignoring the choking hazard warning. He <laughs> says, "Hey, I
0: said three and up, three and up." <laughs> Tyler, Tyler. So I'm okay. I'm okay. And uh, yeah, it it actually gets even worse when you get into the details of the story, um, especially the part when he found a way to give away food racistly. I think. (laughs) I don't know how you would do that. He did it. Just before the event, Trump was speaking with reporters again, and his remarks very clearly hinted that fast food is perfect for these poor... uh, long pause while he starts to say colored and stops himself and then big wink at tall Tyler nailed it (laughs) stop myself didn't say colored like you told me not to say yeah this is perfect for like you know poor people like college football players that's what he was saying his exact words were I would think that's their favorite food yeah no poor people
1: love cheap food it works out great for everybody that's why they're poor (laughs) because they don't need all that fancy food money like you do
0: also, by the way, that's a false stereotype. It's people of with a little bit more money actually eat more fast food on average than poor people, so it's yeah, not even correct. Probably, yeah. Anyway, to be fair, um, if someone else with, like, not a giant history of racism had said something like that and done something like this, maybe I'd assume it was nothing, but it's Donald Trump. So, no, you get no benefit of, of the doubt after all this stuff. But But here's the part that bothered me the most. Trump managed to order so fucking badly... It might be worse than the racist part. Oh yes, yes. Like the exact the dinner consisted of hamburgers uh, or birders. It's not clear, but (laughs) hamburgers, fries, um, whatever the fuck you call the stuff Domino's makes, and (laughs) salads. I was furious when I read about the actual menu. So first of all, no nuggets. Really, no. Junior bacon cheeseburgers from Wendy's. What is wrong? No spicy chicken sandwiches, but you got salads. Fuck right! you, ugh. And the capper. Um, one other item I didn't mention that he got him the filet of fish sandwich. Who the fuck gets the filet of fish sandwich? That is terrifying you are a, a serial killer like they that's nuts that's michael scott gets those as a characterization i think he's the worst and they're like oh what's the worst a, a pile of filet of fish sandwiches in Let your car You get
1: a filet of fish
0: sandwich and a mr. pib yeah fuck you <laughs> yeah he got him the filet of fish a giant pile of filet of fish and he proudly took a press photo Smiling like a fucking idiot, standing behind this pile of sadness and bad taste. <laughs> like those, like the filet fish sandwiches were cannonballs on a courthouse lawn. He's just smiling <laughs> like a fucking idiot. Might as well be doing the salt base sprinkle over the top. It's so the, ridiculous.
1: How many times have you woken up and you looked at what's trending on Twitter? You see something on social media and you're like, okay, is that. That was not real, right? No, that one's real. (laughs) Why do I keep thinking it won't be real?
0: That was real. That was real.
1: And finally, tonight in sperm theory of disease news, you know, with all the (laughs) I know what's going to happen. Punishing as the news cycle is these days, we we always try to find something uplifting to close the show with. So, if you're feeling (laughs) a little abused by current events after last week's series of escalating crises, we want you to sit back, close your eyes if you're not driving, and And remind yourself that no matter how bad it gets, at least you haven't been giving yourself monthly subcutaneous sperm injections for a year and a half. That is, unless you're the unnamed
0: 33-year-old Irish guy who was doing that. (laughs) This is amazing. This is real. So at a certain point, this guy had to say to himself, okay, okay, all this... uh, topical cum is not working i (laughs) need to ramp this up somehow
1: there's such Hmm. a weird series of things this guy had to have said to himself right Yep. you have to figure there were steps along the way to this but okay so yeah physicians first became aware of this unusual regimen when the dude checked himself into a dublin hospital complaining of pain after some heavy lifting and the doctor said yeah you know we get that but your arm's all red and swollen and X-rays are showing some pretty nasty abscesses in it. And the patient then disclosed that he'd spent the last 17 months injecting his left arm with a full helping of man juice in hopes of curing his back pain. Just the one arm. Yeah, no, same spot. At which point the doctor... I can't even imagine. (laughs) Right? Like, this happened, though. Doctor said, hey, any idea why your arm might be all fucked up? And he said, yeah, probably all the semen I've been injecting into it. And then the laws of both chronology and polite conversation (laughs) demanded that the doctor respond to that in some way.
0: (laughs) Just ten minutes of silence. A bunch of sentences get started with a little noise, and then it stops. Nope. Ten minutes of that. Finally, the doctor's just like, so you were snorting the cum and it wasn't doing it for you? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, right. right. (laughs) You had to inject it?
1: Well, so if you're wondering where he got the idea of injections of sperm into his arm as a treatment of back pain, get used to it. Doctors scoured the internet for anybody anywhere suggesting this and came back empty handed. Even Goop was like, what the fuck are you talking about? But, but the fact that he did this is actually only the second most depressing aspect of the story. The first being that when I tried to Google this for reference for the show notes, the Google suggestion had it spelled as though he had been injecting able-bodied sailors into his <laughs> forearm. <laughs> and this happened for, did you say
0: 17 months? 17, over a fucking year. What the fuck? So, at a certain point, he called a buddy, and he was like, Alright, so, my cum... Is not strong enough medicine? Hear me out. I have a proposition. Did you hear what I first said? I need better Come medicine.
1: All right. So the best part of this story, though, comes at the end, as is so often the case in a story like this. Ultimately, the patient was diagnosed with cellulitis, a bacterial infection of the skin that could be treated with intravenous antimicrobial drugs. But before they could administer the treatment... In the exact words of the case study, authors that were having way more fun with this one than we are, the patient discharged himself.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, we're going to close it out. Thanks to No Illusions. Thanks to Eli Bosnick, even though he's a a liar and said he was going to do this episode and then didn't. That's fine.
1: And he backed out. He's like, oh, I guess I could do it live from the road and it would be... Super hard,
0: guys. Yeah, the internet is way trickier in wherever he is. Anyway, (laughs) thanks to Noah, thanks to Eli, and thanks to all the listeners who liked us on Facebook. Followed us on Twitter and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening, and please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming... Please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like Solomon, Ellie, David, Matthew, Brandon, Patrick, The Chris, Scott, Lachlan, Andre, Other David, Black Desert Jackal, and The Price of Reason, whose magical fluids can cure Morgellons disease all the way from the alimentary canal. Just go ahead (laughs) put your mouth on it and whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those fine people if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge check out our brother and sister shows The Scathing Atheist God awful movies and Citation Needed available on iTunes Stitcher or the Deep Web we just have one last thing let's compliment that penis special thanks to Ryan Slotnick of Evil Giraffes on Mars he is the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today which were used with his permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Giraffes on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign off. (laughs) he yell something illegal. Fun fact. ...in the and ...picked up by parents... ...when a young lady came... ...shortly afterward, a big male entered... ...I asked how I could assist him, and he... ...was there for the lady. ...aggressively... ...I then went into action... ...there were still some kids in... ...we'd make sweet, sweet love...
1: The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.